So how do you create an energizing transformation when you're exhausted, you've got no drive, no goals, and your wife has already transformed through coaching? My name is Glenn Lovelace, and that's what I'm here to help you do. Welcome to the One Day, One Life podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It's your wingman again, Glenn Lovelace, coming at you with episode number two. You guys, today's episode, I've titled it The Art of the Start. Last time we got into your launch party, um, I know the subtitle to the episode was Play Small, Stay Small. I didn't really spend any time at all on that, that subtitle. I hope it says enough. Um, probably don't even need to say anything about it, so I won't. But last time I did challenge you to ask yourself one question, um, and that is, what do you want? So ask yourself, what do I want? Um, and with some follow-up, what did you come up with? Were you able to come up with something? Maybe, maybe you're still working on it. Let's see if uh, the episode today helps out a little bit. Um, Last time I also was intentionally hoping that by the end of episode one that I could leave you excited about episode two. So if you're here, I'm going to count that my hope was successful just for my own sake. So appreciate you guys being here. You guys, life is, you know, what's it made up of? Um. I know for all of us, we're pretty similar. We have a lot of the same concerns and stresses and worries. But all in all, life is made up of time, money, resources, relationships, and so on. There are are all kinds of opportunities for you, for us. Um, You know, there's a, a, a quote and a thought from, Thomas S. Monson, I believe, and it, and it says, you know, your future is as bright as your faith. Um, I really believe that. Um, and if you're not there yet, let's get you there. So we've got to decide what we want to do with all this, all this time, all this money, the resources that you do have, the relationships that you do have. Maybe it's a lack thereof. But you've got to decide what's going to fill your days, what's going to fill your memories, what's going to fill up your time. You know, I believe, like I said in that last episode, we should always be transforming. You know that I believe that progress creates happiness. And I hope these are some things that will become obvious to you. Um, they probably already are. It's, it's interesting what I do hear people saying, though, especially when they get into the I should be's, um, I should be eating better, I should be further along by now, I should be this and that and all the stuff. So I'm going to ask ahead of time, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing the obvious? Making uh, these life changes, big life changes, whatever they are, um, it can be pretty unnerving and it often leaves us or leaves you paralyzed. And the worst part about that is, well, I guess I should say what's even worse than feeling paralyzed or feeling unnerved is regret. I don't like regret. uh, I'm going to come at you guys a little bit more today than the last episode. Um, It's natural for all of us to have that I don't know, whispering thought that invites us to do certain things. What should I be doing more of? Is there an end to this chase to do more, always be doing more, always becoming more? So today I'll shine a light on that today um, in this episode. I I introduced a a few other options and resources that we've got to make choices 
and how we use these resources. Resources I'm referring to like time, money, relationships, opportunities, all the stuff. Okay. And regret will set in only if we let it. I believe your time is numbered here on earth. Um, I believe all of us have an expiration date. I think all of us can push that date if we're idiots. Um, but, you know, eventually we're all going to move on to that next phase. Um, our time is really the most valuable resource we have. Our minds are pretty amazing as well. Um, I'd argue that time is more valuable than your mind. Something to think about. Money is valuable, but again, time is of higher value. As long as we wake up each day and the sun keeps coming up, we get another shot. Uh, If you don't know, I'm LDS. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I served an LDS mission in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. And uh, one of my friends out there, he was probably 10 at the time, and I'm trying to remember the diagnosis or the disease that he had. But nonetheless, uh, essentially every calorie he ate, his body would treat it like it was four calories. He was, he was a round little feller and he was super awesome. Had a really bright spirit about him. But every time I saw him, he was always saying, it's a new day. But it wasn't just it's a new day. It was like full of excitement. And I'll probably pull my mouth away from the mic so I don't blow you guys out of the water. But as best as I can, he would say, it's a new day all the time. And it was pretty ridiculous, but so freaking cute. Um, He had these fat little chubby rolly hands and his face and all of it just was so optimistic. But you guys, as long as the as you keep getting up, we've got more time to get after it, I guess is the point. And that leads kind of into the whole premise of the show, the One Day, One Life podcast. Um, I think it's interesting how we often call time or the use of it how we're spending our time. Uh, a challenging opportunity, I guess, for you is what if I asked you or you asked yourself to make an accounting for your day? Uh, When I work with men and their physiques and their goals, we account for macros, calories, workouts, cardio, uh, calories burned even sometimes, whatever it takes. If we can track it and account for it, uh, we will. And we'll do whatever it takes to make some progress. We create an accounting so we can refine our way towards the results that we're after. Uh, When I work with men in their business and finance goals. We account for several important metrics as well. So we can kind of establish a baseline, build a foundation of where we are right now, and then get to work, cover that gap, right? What's it going to take? If time is our most valuable asset and resource, what if you documented your time for a few days? What would you find? Not to be cynical or negative, but I bet most of you won't do it. And, you know, if you're, you know, I'm just going to ask why, but I think the reason is because you know you're leaving a lot on the table. And if you count, you account for it, you won't like the way you feel. I'll admit, I do the same thing with my time. You know, there's, There's cracks and holes and there's water leaking out all the time. But not liking the way we're going to feel from doing or not doing something, therein lies one of the biggest problems men face today. We are not willing to feel things long enough. We do not process emotions as well as we need to in order to level up and show up. We avoid it. We suppress it. We out-discipline it. And eventually we react to it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we can, we'll go there another day, but reacting to our emotions is definitely not going to help us make progress. So you guys, I've had uh, clients literally tell me, Glenn, I don't want to talk about my thoughts and feelings. It's a bunch of crap. Just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. 
This is called A-line coaching, if you guys aren't familiar with this process yet. Uh, action, Jackson, action Jackson, action coaching. Uh, this, is, this is the approach that will work on the short term, but it won't take long until it falls apart. And if it does work long term, you're still going to be missing a few elements. Um, as that White House lady says, we'll circle back. We'll circle back to that, you guys. There's, there's, there's some parts missing to that process and that pattern if we're focused on the actions all the time and nothing else. I'm so tempted uh, <laughs> bringing up the White House. I don't know the press secretary's name, the redheaded gal. You guys know who I'm talking about. There, there's a lot to talk about in our world today, and it is so tempting because there's there's a lot going on. But there's lots of ways to think and feel. We can kind of play with the current events to notice what we're thinking and how we're feeling. And so I suppose that's my recovery to come back to why thoughts and feelings are so important. Okay. All right. So let's cover why we're not comfortable with the the feels. Okay. One reason that we have a hard time or you might be having a hard time getting started is you're just comfortable and you like it. You've worked hard, you've earned where you are in life, and maybe you want to take it easy and enjoy it. If you're not stuck in comfort yet, um, then I would argue eventually you will be, so watch for it. Um, it's definitely coming. So we've got that, that uh, appeal and that enticement of being comfortable. Everything is so accessible, right? You've worked hard, you've sacrificed, you've gotten where you've gotten, I'm going to enjoy it, and then your progress stops. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, another reason that getting started again might be tricky for you, um, and a lot of these things I'm gonna that I have planned to go over, they'll overlap. Maybe you've been guilty of one or the other. Maybe you'll have, you know, multiple diagnoses or uh, symptoms. I don't know, you know, whatever the language is, but. Um, Another area that, that I've, I've noticed in the men that I've coached that comes up a lot is as you pursue goals and accomplish them, you realize there's no end to it. There's no end to the race, uh, the grind, as Instagram would call it, right? So pretend uh, you got that thing you've always wanted or go back to that last big goal that you accomplished. Uh, the easy stuff is that truck, that house, that boat the Harley, whatever the goal or arrival was, it's pretty safe to say there's always something else on the other side. Something bigger, something faster, something newer, upgraded, stronger. Whatever the case is, it's just waiting, waiting on the other side. I I get burned out and exhausted just talking about this because I was there for at least a decade. Um. I put a pretty heavy chip on my shoulder from a few hard times and setbacks and I was out for mine and, you know, I learned, took me some time. Um, but the chase never really ended though until I ended it. And I see a lot of you. In fact, I would say most all of you are probably suffering from this, uh, this one a little bit. So So with with this pattern, you know, of achieving and arriving, um, it can be good, it can be great, but like like I'm trying to allude is that it just seems to be temporary and, and it fleets, it goes away. And then you've got to launch again. Most will either stay stuck in this track or this pattern and repeat it over and over and over again, and they'll go their whole life just slowly stepping it up or big time stepping it up. Um, or they'll eventually turn to comfort, um, I think, in an attempt to enjoy that comfort zone because they realize the chase is never-ending, okay? So I think on the last episode, I probably referred to something like there's no growth in the comfort zone. And if there's no growth or progress, then you're leaving fulfillment and happiness 
on the table. And that's, that's going to be a message you hear from me loud and clear on the regular is progress creates happiness. So coming back to this uh, race and chase approach, it leads to what is often referred um, to as a rival fallacy. This is, this is not my terminology, but I, I really do like it. It really paints the picture, a rival fallacy. My high-performing clients almost always suffer from this arrival fallacy, this uh, essentially destination addiction. We, we, get it, we get addicted to it. Um, so these clients of mine, they arrive and then boom, they're off to the next big thing. And essentially, they're always prolonging or delaying that feeling they wanted or thought they'd finally get to experience. And I imagine if you've seen this in your life, you can totally relate. Um, if, if, uh, if you need a little help picturing that, it kind of looks like when you're in your parents' home and you've said, when I graduate high school, then I will do X, Y, Z. Or when I graduate college, then I'll be there. Maybe you got married and you thought you wouldn't have to date anymore. You guys know that's wrong. You've got to keep on dating. Or you purchased your first home and then everything would everything would be perfect. Or you finally hit six figures or you hit your impossible uh, goal weight or whatever the case is. You got there and shortly after you felt like something was missing. If you're feeling this way, then this might be a reason why you're avoiding your next launch. Again, your next big start. You're worried it will just leave you exhausted and unfulfilled again. And if you're thinking that way, why would you go again? Right? Another pattern I see in you guys a lot is that you've played the game of goals countless times. At some point in the process, you quit. You gave up. You hit obstacles. You made these obstacles mean that you chose the wrong goal It's not meant for me. I can't do it. It's the wrong timing. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. So you go back to the drawing board. What do I want? Why do I want it? How am I going to do it? Right? That's what we're taught, right? The obvious. And so on. You repeat this pattern over and over and over again. Two weeks in, three weeks in, two months in, quit, quit, quit. So not to push on your quitting pattern, but how many failed marriages do you have? How many businesses have failed? How many jobs have you quit? How many partnerships and friendships have you left and quit all because you were not comfortable with something? Okay. Um, A quick thought I'm having is, man, these, when I look back at my quit, quit, quit pattern, um, eventually I got tired of quitting Okay. But in order to rewire all that quit, I've gone back through and given meaning to all those quits. So uh, if you're a quit, quit, quit person, you probably have a million ideas. You're, you're full of amazing million dollar plans. They're all amazing. And then someone does it and you say, I had that idea. Or you're wondering why no one sees the value in your idea. They don't want to partner with you. And the truth bomb is this, anyone who is worth partnering with that you want to partner with, they're probably looking right through you. You're a quitter. Why would they take, you know, a risk on you when you won't even take a risk? You won't even bet on yourself. That's why you want to use someone else's resources. You want to use someone else's time. You want to use someone else's money. You want to use their relationships and connections. So you find and make excuses. You're a victim to all the circumstances around you. You might even be playing a little bit of Uncle Rico. You're stuck in them good old high school days. Um, You guys know how I feel about good old days. They're literally happening right now. So look for this quit pattern Um, and ask yourself, is this my pattern? Am I familiar with it? And if you don't see it and you need help, ask, ask others around you. It's there. I promise. So 
either stay in this pattern or these other patterns, or you, you know, like I said, these others, you, you stop trying altogether. You go for what is, is, is calling you. You've got to switch the game up. And, you know, this call that we feel, I think it's because we know we're capable of more. And because we're having a hard time making decisions, we don't have any confidence in our ability to finish. We have a quick, quick, quit pattern. Then, of course, we're not going to be capable of making choices and decisions and getting started. I, I want you to put maybe yet on the end of that, okay? You don't know what it is yet. I don't know what to do yet. I don't know what to do yet. I don't know what to do yet, okay? That's a really base place to start, but if that's where we need to, we can. Um, let's illustrate real quick the cost of quitting too early. Have you guys ever quit too early? Have you missed the boat? You know, maybe you had a friend who started something and blew it up. Maybe you could have hung on to their coattails, but you didn't. Maybe when you were young and dumb, you had some some big goals and, you know, life kind of beat you down, so you took an easier route, okay? But there is a cost of quitting too early. Um, have you guys ever read the book Think and Grow Rich? If you haven't, you absolutely need to. One of my favorite all-time stories of all time in this book is Three Feet from Gold. I'll try my best to tell the story, but uh, a gentleman back east, I'm assuming in the 1800s, sold everything he had, probably hit up his friends and family with this great idea, this opportunity of a lifetime that he was going to go west and find gold, make them all rich, okay? Okay. Leveraged himself, made promises, set out on the journey, bought everything he needed, and he got started. He he found some gold, had some successes, but never really hit the big one, right? As the story goes, and if you want to go read it, you should, because I'm leaving out some details, I imagine. But he got lost. He he lost the strain of gold, the the hairline. Um, you know, in the rock and he didn't know what to do. He just kept digging around him and eventually he ran out of time. He ran out of resources. He ran out of mental capacity to finish. He didn't ask for help. He didn't know what to do. And eventually, like all of us um, have experienced at some point, he did the same. He quit. Um, a new guy came in and didn't know what he was doing, I imagine, and he hired an expert in, you know, seismology or geology. And the guy came in, oh yeah, there's a fault line right here, blah, 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 boom, let's look for it right here. Uh, with little to no effort, they found it. As the story goes, it was one of the biggest finds in the area for that time. How far away was this guy from making it? What was the cost of quitting too early? You guys, the story is called three feet for, from gold for a reason. He was three feet away and he couldn't pick up where it left off. I, I suppose this story makes me emotional, gives me all the, the goosebumps. Because once upon a time, I was three feet from gold. In fact, I was three weeks away from winning $100,000, and I didn't know it. But the hard time hit. I was three weeks away from finishing, and I was planning to quit again. And when I, when I laugh about quitting, it's because I've done it a lot. And I suppose that's just what we do in our teens and 20s, maybe even 30s, maybe our whole lives. I... Talked to a friend. Um, her name is Charmaine. She lives in New Jersey. I haven't heard or seen from her in a number of years. But she had won the very challenge that I was going after the year before, and we had developed a friendship or whatever. I had done the challenge the year before, 
and got some good results. But the next year I found myself back at it. And like most of my quitting and recycling and the roller coaster, all my weight was back. I may have been even heavier, had some injuries, but I was not going to get as far as I needed to get in three weeks. In fact, one of my thoughts was my body's not responding fast enough. I'm never going to make it. That had me feeling doubtful from doubt. I was going to quit again. Charmaine She said, Glenn, what if you just finish for you? Finish what you start. And, you know, I wish I wish I had the conversation recorded, but maybe it's good that I don't. I can embellish. But she lit a spark under me that obviously changed my life. Um, I'm giving you guys this story because not only did I finish, but I decided I would go harder and harder every single day until the contest finished. And then to amp things up even more, I said, you know what, until they announce a winner, I ain't, I ain't bringing my head up. (laughs) A flash of how I felt kind of just hit me. Um, I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'll, I'll try to keep it clear and tear-free on the podcast, but you guys, I was in it. I was in the thick of it, facing myself like I had, hadn't had before. And like I said, I didn't know what I was missing out on the other side. All I knew is that I'm going to finish for me, and I'm going to run through the finish line way past it, and whatever happens, happens. But regardless, win or lose, I know I gave it everything. I suppose... That if I could give you guys anything is that feeling of finishing where you just hit all these walls, you hit your limits, and somehow you keep pushing through. I I wish I could give you that gift of winning and feeling. I can't, but I can guide you through your own powerful transformation. I can I can help you. Um on rare occasions I've been asked, how do you how do you keep going? And my response to those that ask, and probably more importantly, my response to myself when I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Your results aren't coming. There's no signs of any results. I know some of you have hit that when you're working with me or doing your own goals. Sometimes those results aren't there and you have to create other results of things that you're doing. But the thought that I use for myself and that I share with those that ask is, quote, I finish what I start. I finish what I start. Now, somewhere out there, my wife is laughing right now because there are a lot of unfinished projects and goals and statements. Okay. I do know and value the importance of these little commitments. Um, It's not easy, you guys. So keeping our time and priorities straight long enough to get it done. That's, that's what we've got to do. So I finish what I start is an amazing thought um, that has kept me in the arena. It's kept me facing the big, scary goal, whatever it is. So on your next launch, I want you to use it. You got to have this mindset that I finish what I start. You have got to start making decisions again. You have got to stay in it and you have got to finish what you start. So What's on the other side that's just kind of waiting for you? Not only from getting started, but having a different mindset of, um, I'm going to finish. Rather than, well, if I keep getting results, then I'll keep going. Different, totally different mindset. So, um, again, what's on the other side when you finish, right? Maybe your pattern is different Um, than what I see most often, you know, outside of, Hey, I've accomplished big things and now I just want to enjoy it and chill in the cul-de-sac of easy street. And then you get stuck, you get comfortable, or maybe you're tired of the grind and you're exhausted of the over and over and over, or maybe you love it. Okay. 
Um, there's there's a couple of those patterns at play. Maybe those aren't you at all, but give me the challenge. I'd, I'd love to help. So around here, your goal will always be my goal. Um, you're not alone in this process, even though you probably feel that way a lot of the time. Um, one of the funniest analogies in this getting started process and kind of painting the picture of, Hey, this is going to be a journey is, uh, what Bilbo Baggins, the hobbits, all the Lord of the ring movies. To me, those hobbits are hilarious, right? Like they're leaving the Shire. They're all ready and amped for the adventure. Um, this is how a lot of you pursue your goals. You, you've got this grandiose idea, but you've got, you know, short legs and hairy toes, right? Like you're tiny. So when you're setting out on your next launch and you've got this like shiny object syndrome, like the hobbits did this big quest and adventure and you're all jocked up on Mountain Dew or whatever, this, this is you. If, if you have this pattern, if, if this is you just like, you know, the hobbits, what are you going to do when the trolls come or whatever, whatever they faced? I, my wife hates the Lord of the Rings, so I don't know it super well, but you guys get the point. Essentially your, your adventure, your goal, your start, it's all fun and games until the work hits. It's all, you know, until you expose your inadequacies and your fears, it's fun. And then once those hit, boom, we're out. Um, you hit the wall, you hit the boulder in the path, uh, you can't eat the elephant fast enough, right? Like all these analogies that we use, it's, it's, uh, it's essentially all fun and games until your mind breaks, breaks you down and you no longer feel like this is the right goal for you. This is the wrong launch. Your plan was wrong. The goal wasn't meaningful enough. These are the things that you're telling yourself to let yourself off the hook. I know that you know you're leaving a lot on the table, and I know that you're leaving way too much to chance. Um, I was on a call today, and we got talking about one of my client's dad's goals. When he made it in his, um, his life, this is his dad speaking, he said he would know he would he made it in life because he would have a convertible BMW. Um, often as we age, you guys, obviously our priorities are going to change. Uh, when you have kids, that two-door convertible probably doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not too practical. But nonetheless, you still set it. You still made it a goal. It's okay that your priorities change, but I want you guys to kind of run with this for a minute. If you say it and don't do it and your children hear it, what mark does that leave on them? I promise you it is leaving a mark. So in in the call, we both got a little emotional um, at the idea of being able to provide and create this goal for his dad. I'm a pretty sentimental guy. I, you know, obviously care about my own father and I love being a father. And so, you know, hanging out with my client today was was awesome. His dad played a pivotal role in teaching him, guiding him, showing him the way. Um, awesome, awesome man, it sounds like. Now, a thought is this father, you know, by showing him the way also showed him how not to do things. Does that make sense? I don't want to get too philosophical here, but even, you know, um, leasing a BMW for his dad, maybe for 12 months, just the idea of that stirred all kinds of rad and exciting vibes in my client today. So the point of this, what's the point, Glenn? Get to the point. What if we as men, as the providers and protectors, set out with intentions to show our kids what's possible? We're, we're going to leave a mark either way. Are we leaving a mark that, hey, I, I, uh, I did my best, 
but I could have done more. Like, I don't know. Like it kind of starts to get a little bit gray, right? The world has never been in the stage we're in right now. I think that's fair to say. Um, I wonder if men back in the 1920s were calling the Great Depression the Great Depression. What if they weren't? What if it was just the way it was? That was life to them. The bridge I'm trying to build here is what if we're in a moment in history bigger and scarier to our posterity than the Great Depression is to us, but we move ahead daring greatly to show what's possible. That inspires me. That gives me all kinds of hope, you guys. Through this adversity and the things we think we're facing and the mountainous things that we're making this to be. Ra ra ra. I know. Uh, being uh you know, I mentioned our goals like being all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Um, it's it's pretty funny. I do like this this mindset playing with thoughts and being a little bit rah-rah. But but getting started again and again and again, it can become an art for you. Every week I talk to potential clients about resolving their problems, making and creating goals, changing the way they feel about things in their life, showing them how their thoughts are producing their results, not the circumstances. All kinds of things. Um, COVID-19, perhaps it has limited your life. Perhaps that's the thought you're giving it. I would argue that COVID-19 has not limited your life. You have limited your life by the way you think about what COVID is doing to you. If you're listening to this and at some point, you know, if you're far ahead into the future, you'll have that gift of time to see all the pieces of how this plays out and how it comes together. But right now, this is very real for all of you. I have clients who had the best years of their lives during a global pandemic. The same circumstance. And I have friends and family who are on the dark side of COVID-19, right? I don't care what side you're on. I'm just kind of pointing this out so you can start to digest and see how when we think differently, we get different results. So today, get started, you guys. Losing time leads to regret, and that should be enough. If that's not, let's let's kind of keep at it. So, you guys, I've spent time with men who struggle with the basics, you know, keeping commitments, confidence, um, you know, things that are important, things that are foundational, um, providing, protecting, feeling inadequate, all the, all the stuff, right? Um, I have spent a lot of time with men who have addictions like pornography, gaming, food, and so on. Um, I've, I've worked with men who have cheated and who have been cheated on men who have it all and is still not what they thought it would be. Um, men who are straight or even same-sex attracted, and men who have kids who are bisexual. Pretty pretty crazy what life dishes out. Cancer, disease, family disagreements. At some point, we're all going to go through enough that we make it or break, right? We've got to refine and, and build some things up along the way. So... These men, you guys, I I think I know that you're a lot like me and you're a lot like them. And on the surface, most of us, you know, that we kind of present with two main goals. First, we want to lose weight. We want to build muscle. And to that, I will always say, bro, let's do it. Like I can show you all kinds of ways to make that happen. Simple, straight, and effective. And it'll work for you for a lifetime, not just a fad. The second thing I see a lot is men say, I want to make more money. To that, I say, awesome. I love what money can do. Let's do it. If these two places are comfy for you, then set a goal and we'll create momentum in one or both of these areas. 
consider maybe some relationship stuff in there as well. Create some relationship goals. If you know exactly what you want, even better. That's what we're going to do. Um, you guys, this podcast is going to change your life. Working with me is going to change your life. Like, like everything, it's going to take a little time to rev it up. We've got to build and set the foundation. Um, I give all my clients a roadmap and it illustrates this journey. You follow this transformation stacking process a few times and you'll see it, you'll get it and you'll be off to the races. For those who still have no clue or haven't picked something, here's two more options um, for you to consider. If you guys haven't heard of Andy Frisella and his 75 day hard program, check that one out. If you're on Instagram, you can use hashtag 75 hard. There's a book and an app about it. Um, I've done it. It's amazing. I, I would state that you can get caught in the trap of 75 hard. At least some of you can. But check it out, and I can help you if you need it. There's a few things that will help you set the tone to, to set that up for success. Um, I have a shorter challenge called the 30-Day Wingman with the Wingman. I'm your wingman, you guys. And getting your first win can be huge. I want you to get that win as quickly as possible. Get a move on, get started, create momentum, show yourself what you can do, come alive again, compete with yourself. All the stuff that eventually creates the willingness and ability to be uncomfortable, to make decisions, to make choices, to realize that you're stronger than you think, to push through, to do things when you say you don't want to or you think you don't want to, to finish what you start, to stir up what you're doing and not doing and push through it all. Okay. So again, if you don't have anything, those are your two best options. 75 hard, 30 day win man. Okay. Um, this will absolutely stir the pot on your life. It will 100% show you why you aren't making progress. Shine a light on it. You can fix it. It will show you the obstacles. The obstacles are the way, right? You create exact and specific strategies for each obstacle. And then those blocks, those walls, those boulders, the elephant, whatever, whatever crap you've stuffed in the closet, that's what we're stirring up. That's what's hindering you from making progress. That's what's holding you back from finishing what you start. So are you guys uh, uncomfortable yet? Uh, if you've seen me on Instagram, you'll see I specialize in helping Men get really comfortable with discomfort. I'll show you why you have no energy. I'll show you why you have no drive and no goals. I'll show you why becoming comfortable is a problem, why you're disconnected with your life and your wife, why you're bored, why you're slow, why you're starting to experience one of the worst emotions, regret. I remember when I was in my really dark battles, regret was the worst. I, I, uh, you know, having a lot of compassion and appreciation for where I was and what I was going through. I, I honestly had a hard time looking at myself in the mirror. I'm going to resist the emotions of that, but man, that's powerful. Regret to the point that you don't want to look at yourself. Glenn, how do I get started again? Please tell me what to do, right? God, please tell me what to do and I'll do it. I wrote down a quote from Nelson Mandela. <clears throat> Nelson Mandela said, May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Are you making choices from regret or fear? Or are you making choices from the emotion and feeling of hope? Start making choices again. We, we live in a time where fear is almost all that's being sold. Are you buying it? Are you buying fear? If you can feel hope again, what would your actions and choices look like? If you can feel 
hope again, what would your new results become? I don't know what time of year you're listening to this, but in my world right now, it's springtime. I don't really have a garden, but I do enjoy doing a few things. So if you guys have ever planted anything, um, you'll, you'll kind of get this analogy. If not, you'll still get it. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, what do they call it? Medium dumb. We've medium dumbed it down, but you guys, I like to keep it basic in my garden. Tomatoes are my favorite. I like to get several types. It's kind of that staple go-to. Um, these plants all start with the seed. If you're lazy like me, you just go to Home Depot and you buy the biggest starts that they have, right? You guys, the scriptures tell us a seed must be planted and nourished. There's a lot of the harvest. Your life is no different. Today, find the seed. Create a little hope. Have the hope and the faith and the desire to plant it, nourish it, water it, give it some sun. I think this uh, scriptures call it dung it. <laughs> I'm here to throw poop on your goals, you guys. I'm not. We'll, we'll fertilize it. The law of the harvest is not an overnight process. You guys know it, right? It's not overnight. When I won the bodybuilding.com challenge, my process was very simple. At the time, it was limited to what I had learned from bodybuilding.com. And this, this process is like super concrete in my head. This process will work for you. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I have like, you know, not to use a bad analogy or a funny one, I guess, whatever. I have steroids to this. Okay. This is, this is, this is the easy digestible version and process. Very simple. Make a, make a goal, create a plan, track progress, stay motivated, help others. Number one, make a goal. Number two, create a plan. Number three, track progress. Number four, stay motivated. And number five, help others. That's it. This got me started into my transformation stacking. It's completely changed my life thanks to bodybuilding.com. And I've built on this, like I said. When I saw this list for the first time, I didn't understand what helping others meant. When I was all in on that second challenge, I really tried to adopt that help others. I messaged hundreds, if not thousands of people, cheering them on, helping them, sharing my journey. If you can scroll far enough, you can see that in my Instagram account. I don't know. I'm sure bodybuilding.com saw that, recognized it, and valued it. Maybe they didn't. All I know is it freaking helped. I've been invited to go back to visit bodybuilding.com a few times in their corporate office. It's basically in Boise, Idaho. In their massive lobby in the front is a plaque. And around all the plaque... um is a bunch of signatures on glass, okay, pieces of glass, squares. Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, Steve Cook, Julian Smith, Steve Tapani, and the list is hundreds upon hundreds of men and women who have dominated something, health, fitness, transformations, and they've created a story. They've left their mark. My name is on that wall. The plaque reads, we commit to changing lives and becoming our best selves. Consider for a minute what you will learn on your next transformation. What if you shared that journey with others? What if you finished what you start? I promise you, if you have the intention and the mindset and the willingness to help others, that you will stay motivated. What a thought. My, uh, my process has refined a lot over the years, so I will continue to build on this as we go. So let's leave you guys with a little bit of clarity today. Number one, 
Back to last episode, what do you want? How do you discover what you want? Here's an exercise for you. Um, And I have a, a gazillion worksheets. You don't really need it, but grab a piece of paper and I challenge you to write out 25 things with zero judgment. Whatever comes to mind, take that sheet of paper and at the top, just write, what do I want? You cannot stop until you hit 25 lines, 25 things, 25 ideas, 25 places. Whatever it is, it's got to be at least 25. A lot of you guys, uh, you know, a lot of guys out there preach pillars and core four and all the stuff. Essentially, all it is is easy priorities to focus on, big rocks in our life, right? Family, finances, fitness, faith. They're not wrong. Use those to guide you. Once you have your list, now it's decision time. You've got to make a choice. Pick one. The art of the start and creating your epic launch includes brainstorming and answering that question. What do I want? What do you want? This is the art of the start process. Again, I hope you guys are excited for the next episode uh, where we're going to take the next step. Um, Jim Rohn says something close to, um, you can't make progress without making decisions. And like I always say, progress creates happiness. Do this homework. Get ready for the next episode. Remember who you are. And I'll see you next time, guys. Hey, everyone. Real quick. We want to invite you to a one-on-one consultation with Glenn. If you're looking for extra support to take your transformation to the next level, then let's get you scheduled. Glenn is a lot more like you than you could ever imagine. He's been there, where you are right now. Time is precious, especially if you've got kids. They need you at your best. Your wife needs you to step it up. And to be honest, you need to make this happen for you. If you think you're ready, then I want you to go to glennlovelace.com and book your one-on-one call. Remember, Glenn always says, your goal is my goal. And when things get overwhelming, lean on his favorite reminder that progress creates happiness.